hello, and thanks for joining us for the Education Doctor Radio Show. I'm your host, Dr. Pamela Ellis. The Education Doctor Radio Show is your source for educational excellence. Our program is brought to you by Compass Education Strategies, where I'm the principal consultant, and our mantra is Access, Thrive, Graduate. You can learn more about our firm at CompassEducationStrategies.com. Thanks to everyone who is listening to our show today, especially if there are any students out there who have finished for the school year. Congratulations to you on hanging in there another year, and I hope that you have some great plans for the summer. For parents who are listening to the show, I hope you're also looking forward to the summer. I know it's tough because I've got three kids at home today, and although they've only been out of school for 24 hours, I've had to break up two fights, go to the grocery store twice, and step over a lot of articles of clothing. So the past 24 hours for me have felt like five weeks already. So by tomorrow, I just may have to close shop for a while. But anyway, back to our show. I want to say that we appreciate you taking the time to listen to this program. If you're listening to a podcast of the show, we also want to thank you for joining in. For future show updates and ongoing relevant education news, please join our Facebook community by searching for The Education Doctor, then clicking like. You can find us on Twitter at The Education Doc, and we're also on Foursquare, where you can see our tips to prep schools, colleges, and graduate schools around the country. So please join us on Foursquare if you're there as well. We have a great show lined up for you today. During the spring, we have had several shows where we've discussed sports in K-12 and at the collegiate level. We've talked about golf, hockey, and baseball, and everyone knows by now that I'm a Yankees fan, but my guest who talked about baseball was Dan Mooney, who actually played with the Mets. So I stay away from the team rivalry um, in my show and really just delve into what these sports mean for students who aspire to advance in high school or play at the collegiate level, because I know that there are a lot of students out there that have those questions and have those interests. Today we're talking about the sport of basketball, and it's a great time to have this conversation because we're in the midst of a very exciting final series. And I'll talk with you later about who I'm rooting for. But my guest today is Corey Blunt, who played in the NBA for 11 years, playing with several great teams, including the Chicago Bulls and the Los Angeles Lakers. And my entire family are Lakers fans, so that's that's really a plus. <laughs> but Corey has played with played at every level of basketball, um, high school, junior college, and college prior to the NBA. And what I find so fascinating as well as inspiring uh, about his career in basketball and higher education is that he still saw the importance and value of earning his college degree after retiring from the NBA. So that's excellent, and it's a message that I want to echo in our program today. Before we get started, I do want to make sure that our listeners have our contact information. Many listeners will listen live through the Internet, but just in case you have a question, our call-in number is 714-333-3356, and 
at every um, in every show, this is always the point where I let everyone know that our switchboard is located in sunny Southern California, which is my former home. But I am broadcasting live from Dayton, Ohio. And in addition to our call-in number, which is 714-333-3356, you may also email us at radio at compasseducationstrategies.com. So I will take a short break. Uh, I'm kind of out of breath from running up and down the stairs with my kids, but I'll come back with Mr. Corey Blunt to discuss basketball and the pursuit of college graduation. So just a few seconds, and we'll be right back. Corey, thanks so much for joining us on the show. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Everything's going good. Enjoying this hot weather we we got around here. It's not raining for a change, so thank you. I know, I know. And you're down in Cincinnati. Yes. Oh, so not so far away. Yeah, it has been nice recently, and that's been a welcome change. (laughs) Yeah, we've been getting a lot of rain. Uh huh. That's for sure. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time um, to talk with us about basketball and college graduation, all those exciting things that actually go together. And uh, we have a lot of families um, that aspire, you know, students that aspire to reach the highest rungs in basketball, whether it's at the collegiate level or the NBA. And there are a lot of parents, of course, who want to, support their kids and their dreams and are wondering how to help. And I really want to, you know, start off talking with you about just sharing your own journey in terms of your career in basketball from high school and on up and just share that with our families um, as we get started. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, well, my journey began with adversity. You know, the first time I tried out for my basketball team, I ended up getting cut. And I was really disappointed and wasn't, wasn't happy with the situation. So I kind of gave up on basketball going into my junior year because of the fact that I got cut from this team. Well, fortunately, the coach who cut me, he ended up leaving our high school at Monrovia High, and they brought in a new coach. And he talked me into going out for the team my senior year. So I went out and I made the team. I had a good year, and then it was just, you know, had an okay year, really wasn't getting recruited by any D1 schools. So my goal was just to get through high school and just get a job. You know, no one in my family was pushing education or college, so that really wasn't an option for me. So I was just focused on just getting a job and <clears throat> hanging around the neighborhood. Well, hmm. I ended up I ended up trying to figure out, you know, I was a young kid trying to figure out <coughs> which direction I wanted to go in. So my, my my high school coach told me about junior college, and that would be an option for me. Mm-hmm. So I decided to take his advice, <coughs> excuse me, and, and ended up trying out for a junior college team along with a friend of mine. And we went down to Santa Ana Junior College for tryouts. They had like an open gym tryout. So we walked in, and we both played well. And um uh, you know, the coach was interested in both of us, but he was really impressed with me, but it was one problem. I didn't graduate from high school. And the reason really? I didn't graduate, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. graduate because they said I needed to take a math class to get to, to be able to graduate. Well, like I said, I, I really didn't have anybody pushing me towards the importance of education and graduation at that age. So I just said I'll get a job and, and continue to 
you know, go throughout life like that. Well, he asked me, could I get my can I get my high school diploma? And I told him, yeah. I said, I could probably get it done this summer. He said, well, if you can get it done, you can come here and go to school, and I'd love to, <clears throat> I'd love to have you. So mm-hmm. I came back home that summer and enrolled in adult education. <coughs> Excuse me. I took that math class, passed it with a B, and enrolled in Santa Ana Junior College. Played there two years, and on those two years, we were the national, we were the California championships back-to-back, first time that had ever been done. I was the second leading scorer on that team, and we ended up winning conference my first year at Santa Ana. Going into my next year, we ended up being the state champions again, and I ended up being the national. Uh, I was the national junior college player of the year, the California player of the year, and then the, the conference uh, player of the year. So hmm. I, I had a great year at junior college coming from nowhere. Nobody knew who I was, and so it was time for me to decide to which which college I wanted to go to because mm-hmm. of the fact that I, I was having so much success at junior college at the junior college level, <coughs> I had a lot of D1 schools recruiting me. <coughs> Excuse me. So I ended up uh, getting my AA degree from Rancho Santiago Junior College, and was really looking for which school I wanted to go to. I ended up deciding to go to the University of Cincinnati. And the only reason I went there is because three of my other friends decided to go to the same school. So we were we were looking at trying to go to a school the furthest away from California where we can just experience another side of life based off this basketball. School. <laughs> you know, that's good to hear because I tell you, most of my California students I work with, they don't want to leave the state. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, we had, we had a different opinion about that. We wanted to try to get as far away from California as we could. Not saying nothing mm-hmm. in a bad way, but we just wanted to experience oh, another yeah. side of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Cincinnati was one of the furthest schools recruiting and we all took our recruiting trip and we signed. Well, my first year here at Cincinnati, I went to the Final Four. We took the team to the Final Four. That's the first time it had been done in 20, 22 years. You know, mm-hmm. so we put the school back on the map. In my second year, we ended up uh, going to the Elite Eight and losing to North Carolina, and they ended up winning it that year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I had a two good years of uh, two good years of basketball at the University of Cincinnati, but everybody who was saying that I would probably get drafted late second round. So it was an option of mine even to even consider going to the NBA, but I knew I had to bust my butt that summer to, to get an opportunity to go. So I had to go through mm-hmm. a lot of workouts. And because of that, I had to drop out of school going into my senior year. So that was the sacrifice I had to make in order to achieve that MBA uh, goal. I had to, you know, drop out of school and not finish my degree. Drop out of school to do what? Well, to practice. Yeah, when when you get when you're a prospect, you have to go. Back then, you had to go through a lot of individual workouts. You had to do a lot of training and a lot of traveling. And unfortunately, the University of Cincinnati was on the quarter system, so I ended up mm-hmm. having to leave during that, that third and fourth quarter to pursue that goal. So it, it hindered me from getting my degree. <laughs> so I, I ended up going through the camps and then kept improving my draft status. Well, you know, because of the, the effort I put in and, and, and doing what I needed to do to improve it, I ended up being the 25th pick of the Chicago Bulls in, in the 1992 NBA draft. But mm-hmm. I always had a focus on continuing my my education because, you know, I 
told my great-grandmother that I was going to get a college degree because no one in my family had ever done it. And I always wanted mm. to pride myself on being the first one to not only attend a four-year school, but graduate from a four-year school. Exactly. So, exactly. That is That is great. That is great. And I think that's something that we oftentimes don't hear as much. We talk about, you know, going to college, but mm-hmm. it's really about graduating uh, from college. Now, you know, I want you to step back in terms of something that you said earlier. You were talking about, you know, how you uh, was, you know, somewhat uh, disgruntled or had stopped playing in high school but was picked up again and played in senior year. How common is that really that players can um, forego playing in high school and still be able to go on and follow a path to the collegiate level? It's uncommon. Is that still? It's not. Yeah, that's very unlikely for that to happen. I mean, the chances of that happening, I would say, is slim and none. Without mm-hmm. being able to play, you know, at high school level and getting that recognition necessary to even make it to a college level, there are very few players that get that opportunity. Right. Very few. Right. And for the students that do play at the collegiate level in basketball, um, what about the transition from junior college to college. I mean, I know a few weeks ago when we talked with Dan Mooney, he had done a similar path in baseball and talked about it, but I still, you know, don't um, hear as much about it in terms of basketball that that's being done. It seems that it's more at the D1 level uh, and then on into perhaps professional, but rarely the progression of going from junior college to college. Yeah, you, for me it was a it was a, a good advancement for me because I took baby steps. Now, if I would have went straight from high school to a D1 school, I don't think I'd have been mentally prepared or physically prepared for that kind of, you know, that kind of lifestyle at that time. Mm. But since mm-hmm. I was able to experience junior college, I was blessed with a good coach at junior college, and I did achieve success at junior college. It transitioned me over to the D1 level where I kind of knew what it took to succeed, not just in the classroom but on the basketball floor. Mhm. Mhm. So, so junior college was definitely a, a great advantage for me, and the three guys I, I ended up going to Cincinnati with, they they also agreed because we all came from winning organizations, and because of that, we were the, the influential players on this team to kind of push the other guys to achieve the necessary goals we wanted to achieve. Right. Right. And now, um, can you tell us a little bit about just kind of. Uh, retiring and then going back. Um, a few months ago, I actually broadcast a show for adults who want to return to finish their degree. But oftentimes, especially once you've uh, set, you're already establishing a career, getting back into the groove of school <laughs> can be a challenge. Right. And so right. just, you know, that transition, if you could talk a little bit about just, you know, actually doing that and well, how that practice worked. Uh-huh. Yeah, for me it was all about the uh just the just having the um the opportunity to go to a school like Cincinnati and achieve mm-hmm. the success I had. That was one of the major factors that want that I wanted to get a degree from here because during my course of the MBA 
they were offering us online classes where we could get a degree from the University of Phoenix or one of those online uh, institutions. And it wasn't that. I'm not saying that, that, that those institutions weren't any good, but my goal and my focus was getting my degree from the University of Cincinnati. That's mm-hmm. where I achieved my success and notoriety. So I didn't want to fall short of that goal and get it from, you know, get my degree from the University of Phoenix or, or one of those online schools. And then right. the fact that when, you, when you're playing in the league, you know, you have practice, you have family, you have all this stuff going on, and it's really hard to focus and, and really concentrate on, on the educational side because of all the outside interferences. Exactly. So for me, I decided to wait till I retired, uh, and I retired in 2005 and enrolled at school in 2006. Mm. And for me, it was one of the best feelings in the world. You know, I was getting a lot of encouragement. A lot of people were supporting what I was doing. And just the fact that everybody at the school kind of knew who I was, when I would walk around campus, you know, kids would wonder, like, why are you here? You know, you know, aren't you still playing league? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's the Corey Blunt, right? I'm like, yeah, that's me. They're like, well, what are you doing? I said, I'm finishing up my degree. And everybody would say, oh, that's good. You know, nobody had anything negative to say about that. Mm-hmm. Family, friends, everybody was encouraging. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, me being an older gentleman, the, the younger kids would want to help me. You know, they want to get involved in my study groups and stuff like that. So right. it was a very, very, very impressive time for me. I had a, a wonderful time. And honestly, when I was in college, I don't remember getting too many A's. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Was, you know, my, my motto at that time was see me, degree me. And just let me get my C so I can stay on the basketball floor and do what I need mm-hmm. to do. But after my retirement and I went back to school, I, I got a my grade point average was almost a two point eight, two point nine grade point average. So I was getting mm-hmm. B's, A's, you know. And the, and the reason was I was more mature. I knew right. what my focus was. I wasn't worried about what my friends were doing after class or any of that stuff. Right. So to me, it was much easier for me to go to school. And, and really try to achieve that, that graduation at that point because I was more focused and mature. So the, exactly. The process, yeah, the process for me was real good. I mean, I really enjoyed it, and I don't never remember crying when I got it. I mean, I love my wife to death, and she's been the apple of my eye, but I didn't even cry at my wedding. I didn't cry <laughs> when I got drafted. I didn't cry when I got my first child. But when I got that degree, I mean, all kind of emotions came out of me. I mean, I really <laughs> felt that I achieved something, not just for myself, but for my family and my kids. Right. That I can always say, look, you know, even though I made it to the NBA and did all these things, the most important thing I did was got this education and got my degree. Right. That is awesome. Now, one thing you've said uh, on a couple occasions is just kind of the importance of having some support. And yeah. I wanted, you know, to ask if you could share a little bit for parents in terms of, you know, how do they support their sons or daughters if they're interested in playing basketball at such a competitive level? Because even, as you mentioned, with the D1 level, that's pretty intensive um, yeah. to play at a collegiate level like that. What can uh, parents do to support their kids with that? One thing I would suggest is to really find out if this is your if, if this is going to be your kid's definite major purpose. And when mm-hmm. I say definite major purpose, I mean that they are willing to 
do what's necessary to achieve success on the floor, <clears throat> do what's necessary to, to achieve success in the classroom, because they do go together. One thing that can stop you from playing is you lacking in your books and, and your schooling and, and things like that. So really try to stress to them the importance how those two things play together, and then also try to give them all the information necessary for them to attain that definite goal. If you have to do your research to find out, you know, what is it going to take for my kid to go to a D1 school or even a junior college, the parent can start the initiation act process by going to find out what, what grade point average they might need. Or, you know, we don't want to wait till his senior year and all of a sudden you got some schools interested in your kid and now he hasn't done the necessary things from freshman to 12th grade that could stop Exactly. Exactly. The earlier, the earlier you can get involved in that kid's life and, and kind of putting the footsteps down for him to achieve his purpose or his goal at that time, I think that'll mm-hmm. make the process a lot easier. Exactly. Exactly. You know, one thing I, I was listening to a um, an interview on NPR some months back, and a college scout was mentioning how they're starting to really look at students as early as 7th and 8th grade uh, for basketball. And that sounded a little scary to me, but (laughs) in some ways it didn't because so many things seem to be moving further down. Uh, But what do you say to students uh, in terms of this whole recruiting cycle and getting seen by colleges? One, one thing I would like to say is to attain that success, you really have to understand it. First mm-hmm. of all, you have to understand the value of that success. You are somebody that's in the public eye now. You're somebody that's being seen and notar- notarized, not- having notoriety from a lot of individuals. <clears throat> so you almost have to understand that you are different for one thing. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. everything you do will be scrutinized if it's, if it's wrong, but everything you do that's good will be exhausted, you know, glorified. So you have to balance those two things and understand that, okay, now I am this person that I'm good on the basketball court, good on the football field, good on the baseball field. Now I have to carry myself on that level because there are going to be a lot of people want to get involved in your inner circle. They want to get close to you because of who you are now. And if you're not mentally challenged, trained to prepare yourself for that kind of success, you're going to fall. And it's so hard to be prepared for that because most athletes, you know, they train, they work out, they get coaching for athletic success. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the financial success or the, the, the icon success, there's no class for that at an early age. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so it, that's where the importance of the family, you know, hopefully your parents can be that person, but if not, going out and really trying to find someone that can kind of lead your child in the right way. So when you attain that level of success, he's mentally prepared to handle it. I mean, mm-hmm. no, I, I can't tell you the exact way to do it, but with this information highway we have now on the Internet, research is at your fingertips, and I would advise any kid that wants to, that want to be successful in any sport to understand the whole part of what it takes, not just the athletic side. But, okay, you want to play this? game to make money, understand the value and how to handle money, because there are going to be a lot of people wanting to get a piece of it. Right, right. So that's where the education comes in at. Hopefully college can prepare you, 
for that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the junior tell you for that. But that experience alone should be able to help you, at least give you the knowledge to to, to research and find that that information that you're looking for. Right now, tell us a little bit before we close out about what you're doing now, um, because you had talked with me earlier about some things that you're doing around college graduation, graduation in general. Yeah. Tell us a little bit yeah. about that. Well, after I graduated, I was just I was ecstatic about my accomplishment, like I said before. So I was hanging up my cap and gown, and I'm like, this is it. Like, you know, I done got it done, and there's nothing else that I could do to let everybody know that I've gotten it done. I couldn't wear my cap and gown all every day, which I would <laughs> No, that would look a little crazy, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, <laughs> I was just that proud of that moment. I wanted to wear my cap and gown for at least. Two, a month to two two months straight where you're not taking it off. So, you know, I, I, I kind of got, you know, I kind of got a, a question about, there's no apparel that says, hey, when you see that that logo or that brand, that means that's a graduate. You have your alumni, you have your school recognition, but that doesn't necessarily mean you graduated from that school. That's for sure. You know, uh-huh. You can become an alumnus just by attending the school and not completing your degree, but the fact that you went there, you can be considered an alumni. Yeah. So I set out to, to try to create a, a clothing line and a brand that exemplifies graduation. And uh-huh. so I ended up creating a brand called Graduate Apparel, and tomorrow and Saturday we'll be launching it at the University of Cincinnati's uh, graduation from, from from 10 to 2 at the Alumni Center. So we're just really? going to be tomorrow. Yeah, okay. we're going to be selling Graduate Apparel. And right now it's just geared towards the University of Cincinnati. This is our test. So if we have some success here, graduate apparel will be spring springboarded from here and hopefully around the country. That is great. That is really great. Well, thank you so much, Corey, for joining us. This was awesome. Yeah. I. What's that you say? I said anytime. I mean, you know, talking about this is. You know, this gives me a chance to brag about the things I've accomplished and, you know, and learning from, you know, there's a lot of other things that I would like to talk about, too, about learning from adversity and all that because when right. you reach that level of success, there are going to be uh, things that don't go your way all the time, but you have to learn exactly. how to learn from it. That's exactly. So it's all about education with me now. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's a great note to end on. So I appreciate you coming by, and I just want to let our listeners know that we have some great shows coming up for you on the Education Doctor Radio, and we'll continue to bring you information that's both strategic and practical for educational success. So please listen to our announcement on how you can stay connected with us. 